I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me. And he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You have given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. I'm your host, Michelle Mache. If you're new to the program, uh, hello, and um, glad that you're here. All right, everyone in the chat, good to connect with you. That's, those are my cohorts, co-pilots, and sound engineers. Let me know how the sound is. Um, if you're in the chat and you want to interact or ask questions, you just need to register with BTR to get um, login info. Also want to say hello and um, thank you for being so supportive, those of you that are listening later in the archives um, as well as on the phone. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, if you would like to call in um, for a reading or just to say, hey, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad to get in the queue. All right, we have at the second half of the program, uh, Becca Tizani, um, Tizagani, I think it's Tizagani, uh, back with us. We're gonna be talking about Venus and her lover, transforming myth, sexuality, and ourselves. So we're looking at archetypes, uh, which is a real good thing to do right now. Yes. Uh, again, the number 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. I see people in the queue. Make sure if you want to get on air that you press 1. Uh, you know, every now and then I really listen because um, I'm pretty intentional in just about everything I do or I try to be. Sometimes I am very intentional. Sometimes I'm trying and sometimes, oops, not so much or I miss something, miss a cue. But listening to the intro that we put together uh, a while back with, with um, many of the listeners' help, we had uh, quite a few listeners contribute to that by submitting their own voice and what awakening means to them or awakenings, whether awakening in general or awakenings to podcasts. And then, of course, also our outro was done by one of the listeners. Um, which just touches my heart. And, um, yeah, just for that community contribution. But this morning, before starting the show, it was a little hectic. I couldn't get in through my regular browser, log in and everything, and with everything that's going on uh, globally, internationally, especially in the United States where I am, uh, with the demonstrations and protests. And, unfortunately, seeing what, live on TV what happens uh, to some people, not just in this country, but other, other countries um, with the murder of 
uh, George Floyd. I was thinking about my daily OM course and navigating this great awakening. It really gives a support to what is going on right now and answer some questions, as well as a lot of my videos. And I'm going to talk about it a bit today. And I'm, I'm, Like I said, I, I do also my teleworkshops. That's one of the big focuses I've had for the last 20-plus years, 25 years, is supporting because I knew of these times that would be coming. And supporting in a way that it is about those that are awakening to create the new or build the new and need the inspiration, the insight, the guidance of what is to come and how to prepare, you know. So I really take it to heart that that our intro, it's not just a cute intro, you know, we're not, it's just, you know, me and volunteers that do this out of joy and love of connecting and sharing. And, and I have a support team that helps me to connect more with people and get the messages out there and just be of service, um, which, as I told my dad in my late 20s, I've been doing since I was age four. And this is what I came in to do, you know. And so I've been doing it in a lot of different ways and with a lot of um, help and encouragement. So all of you and and. All this whole Awakenings community, as it grows, has been very supportive also over the years and continues to, um, through comments, appreciation, some people do donation, people being in the chat, people spreading the word, people reposting things. Um, but most important, people that do start hearing the message have the courage to awaken more and embark on a more genuine life path. And some people look and say, oh, we have the luxury of this. Even when I was in England working at one point, when I was retraining and studying and retraining, doing a lot of uh, deeper healing work and leading a lot of all kinds of workshops from goddess to I was involved in everything, Druid, Wicca, you, you name it. I, I studied it all, metaphysical, uh, esoteric, sacred geometry. I mean, just just so many, you know, disciplines were some healing work on to work at White Eagle Lodge, um, healing work, massage therapy, anatomy, physiology, Jungian, you know, uh, dream therapy work, uh, Jungian psychology and spiritual healing, just to name a few, just to name a bit. And one time one person, a friend of mine um, that I met in one of the classes I was in, her, we were talking about her sister who had five children. Um, my friend was a producer in TV, and I had done a, um, and her then partner at the time, or her or sister's partner, I guess, one of her sister's partners, uh, was a um, director, and I had done a music video um, while I was there. And we were talking about someone that they knew. That's what it was. And she said, well, she, they don't have the luxury. Some people don't have the luxury to focus on this kind of stuff. And that's true or not true. Some people make it a time for whether they have five kids or ten kids or whether they're living in poverty level or on the street. I believe me, I've seen, you know. However, that does bring the highlight that not everyone awakens in the same way. There are many lanes. And that's why we say choose your lane, know your lane, because your lane has the most growth and potential in it way to thrive and be of service and, and there's many things on your lane 
um, you see many people jumping because they don't know themselves. They, they jump on bandwagons. Um, and you're going to see a lot more of that due to the planetary influences. People are trying to find their way, trying to find their voice. But most humans don't like taking the time to look within and say, what do I really want to do? We just sometimes get called, you know, we get a, a, an outer pull. Um, and, you know, that's okay. But whatever, the thing is that I I can share with all of you is that, and, and I'm not the only one that has said this, I've not only said this, but seen it to be true, paraphrasing Einstein that, you know, in a sense, we grow out of problems, our mindset changes, and the mindset of the same mind that the problem was created in cannot, cannot be fixed, cannot be handled or that issue. And all change comes, all problems from a shift in consciousness, a change in consciousness, more awareness. That's a big part of the awakening. Because when we know we're not just individual egos, humans working from the limbic and the instinctual brain aspect of the brain, part of the brain, the medulla oblongata, the, the reptilian part mixed with the limbic, then we know that we're all interconnected. That, and as it says in the intro, we're all part of this soul wave interacting with each other. So all waves are part of the same ocean. And I know people have heard this, and for some of you this is speaking kind of to the choir in a way. Um, but I've ha had people ask me over the last few days, to, can I talk about this? They don't know what to do. How can I really help with what's going on in the world, um, with this division, with this idea of race? Um, I did a post quite a I don't know, a few years ago, there was another, unfortunately, another killing of a black person, a black young man. And actually, one of my students asked me, why don't I address it? Or I, you know, so if people ask me to address things, I will. Otherwise, I'm looking at a different point of view and understanding. And I always come back to this, and I know it's controversial for some people, and I had to answer so many comments and, and until people finally got it because it's very inflammatory. It's always easiest to point to what we can see and keep things very black and white or very binary, right? But I'm looking at things as a metaphysician, as a spiritualist. And we can see whether it's women's rights, all this idea of right, it's good that people get in factions and focus that way because that's how the human mind works, the surface mind. But it's not going to change until we rise above and see this all as symptoms that, unfortunately, murders, killing people of color is a symptom or hurting or harming or killing people that are gay or lesbian or questioning or transgender is a symptom. So we always like to look at the symptoms, but as metaphysicians, as spiritualists, as occultists, we look at the, that's what I do when I do a reading. I'm predicting something that's not yet seen, which for me, this whole thing, the way it's playing out is exactly the visions that I had that I was sharing with my clients, friends, um, and some of the teleworkshops. I've been getting so many calls and emails. This is exactly what you said with the, <laughs> even to the fact of me getting in my car because they had some marching, but it was very peaceful along Abbott Kinney. Some of you know I stay in the mountains, but sometimes I'm also near the beach. 
And I had a flash, and I thought, oh, my God, this is what I saw me doing. There was the pandemic. We couldn't fly. The vaccine. Next will come the certificates that you need, all this stuff. Anyway, it's all playing out. I get in my car, and I just drive around the block. I was going to walk, but I was doing videos, and then I (laughs) sprained my ankle a little bit. It's okay. So I couldn't walk there. And I remember in my vision, I was talking. I saw these armed guards. Sure enough, I turned the corner, and there's this big tannish, brownish Humvee, like I saw in my vision. And I pull over and said hi to them. I said, oh, it's all quiet. And they said, yeah, very quiet. It's been peaceful so far. But, you guys, I've got to tell you something. Um, And then I came back and called my friend and said, oh, my God, it's just like in the vision. I ran out really quickly to come back before clients and uh, finishing my videos for YouTube. My videos are up, you guys. Um, the earth signs will be up today after this program. So please subscribe and share. I've got to tell you, though, I it was not yesterday, so what was it, two days ago, I was going on my walk and walking around and um, just taking everything in, and I had my heart shaped sunglasses on and my crystals and I walk on Abbot Kinney Venice Beach which there's a lot of artists in this community that's one of the reasons I was drawn here led here Um, even though there has been a lot of um, big tech companies and and people with a different consciousness that have come in it still has a very uh, conscious element to it very artistic, community-based. And, and you could see it the day before even when I was walking, the, the, putting the boards up, boarding things up, and they were people were writing on there, we see you, we love you, and hearts, and Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, which that's what I'm more for, All Lives Matter. I just can't wait till we stop separating everything out because that's where we're going to find our true power or empowerment, Right. Artists were making beautiful pictures of face uh, of George Floyd. Um, stop the racism, stop the violence. But most of the signs, most on the on the boards that, that the owners, that the business owners were using, had heart and love. We see you. We understand. I'm almost going to cry again. Oh, God, it was so beautiful. Because, and I think that's why Abbott Kinney wasn't hit so hard, to be honest, because how can you bash in and loot when someone is saying, we see you, we love you, we understand what we'll do. can't believe how emotional it is. So I had, like, tears in my eyes of sadness, but also such joy. And then I walk by this group of people, so you have people boarding things up, police, (laughs) National Guard, and these artists drawing and painting and talking about this from the artist's perspective because everyone at once, most people have been, whether you were bullied in school, um, and i got to say, most of this, I haven't had a lot of issues with this. It's interesting, I spoke of something last Wednesday before I even knew that this had happened this killing this murder had taken place um solidarity nc flores yes well but it also speaks to taking the higher vibration see 
And people were saying, we understand if they loot. Why do people loot or steal? They want something. It's, not, it's a getting back at a system. And unfortunately, people, individuals get hurt or harmed. But I got to tell you, it was just so. And then I turn around and I see all this happening and the police. And then there is a homeless guy, <laughs> probably high on something, that's leaning back in the midst of all this chaos and people running around because there's a one o'clock curfew for businesses, five o'clock curfew for, you know, people, um, civilians. I don't know what you call them, call us. And he's leaning against the, this tree with his mouth open, just snoring, just sleeping in the middle of it all. And I stopped and I looked around and there was a police officer there and I said there's so many different realities always going on at one time and she said oh yeah so true and I said yes and then I pointed and she said oh my god she said, I said she said not a care in the world I said yes in the middle of all this um not a care in the world just <laughs> in the middle of the, in the sidewalk um, and I say this to remember because I have so many people always asking me, I don't want to march, how can I help? You know, and I did my march, gay rights and women's rights, years ago. I'm not, it does help. It does bring awareness. But real change always happens from a change in consciousness. Now, marching, protesting, demonstrating, especially when it's done right now, how it's done on such a national and international level. Um, especially national, I mean, some places it was 60,000 people, is getting the attention. But if the individuals don't do their work, the individual healing work, if you don't look at this as wounding, all bullies, you know, people that have been bullied, they either help people, they help, or they end up bullying. People that have been victimized either heal or they have a strong soul connection and they they don't victimize they become the healers the helpers they lift people up so it's this dominator culture because we can see this servitude slavery uh incarceration murdering those that don't have as strong of a voice or less of a voice is gone on from written history to just back to just verbal history only, and and many groups, many cultures, many races, many ethnicities. Um, so it's systematic. So right now the the lens is on is is shining on this way, and that's the way it's to play out. But it will be helpful for people to understand that. That's a start, but let's look at what causes this division, this fear, this dominator culture, this victim abuser culture that we're shifting. This is 2020. You can all see how it is not only the, the tipping point, but the turning point, the critical mass has been reached. And so metaphysically, we would be looking at how can we support that trend so there's those that are disrupting. That's why we're in the root awakening. There are those that are disruptors. And again, there are those that are builders. And you see this, you know, when, you're, when you see a building being demolished. 
the same people that come in and demolish the building are not the same ones, the architects that are building. Not, not one is better or worse. You just have to know your place. You have to know what is your what is your path and your soul's purpose. But I would say the call to action is now, and that's an individual action for people that are awakening to use your gifts to share not just what other people are writing or saying, but what are you seeing? What are you saying? You know, what, how is this impacting you? What are, what, how can this emancipate or how can this free you up out of your own wounding, out of your own box to connect more on a soul level? Because ultimately we have this because people are res- reacting and responding not only that from that place of the ego, but separation, not soul, soul being and having this experience. So everything is taken so seriously. You know, I mean, this is serious. What I mean, the, the slights, obviously the person that did this murder, this killing and those other officers, how wounded do you have to be? How devoid of humanity to watch something like that or partake in something like that? And again, I'm not excusing what I'm saying, that's a pretty darn wounded individual. That's a per, uh, definitely a person that doesn't like themselves um, to project that out onto someone else, onto the other. So whether it's that fear of the other within ourselves, the other part of ourselves, the other parts of ourselves that we're not comfortable with, that gets projected out into the other, that I will now dominate the other, I will bully the other. These are generational ancestral woundings that we all have been clearing for a very, very long time, but has really come into a focus and high gear from about 20, 2011 and then again 2017, especially when we had that nodal, north node access, the nodal access of cancer, north node, um, South Node and Capricorn and the Pluto in Capricorn and, you know, Aquarius and the Pluto and Saturn Aquarius and Pluto Saturn conjunction, you can see it all, why and how it's unfolding. So we do have a type of support right now, planetary, um, through guides, through the spirit helpers, spirit team, and through the planetary forces and focus that is helping to create that different world, that new paradigm. The new, the new emerging consciousness is coming through us a lot stronger. Because if we don't change in consciousness, we stay in the same game, the same system. And we, then we have a repeating, you know, a repeating of the pattern. And that's what we've been seeing the pattern repeats because people want to only handle the symptoms instead of looking beyond that, what's beyond. But you have to have a different grasp of who you are. Now, not everybody has to get this for the great awakening. And this is what I talk about this in my, my daily own program, navigating through the great soul awakening. And it's really the ego personality and the earth plane system or game or playground awakening to the soul. The soul is already awake. Your spiritual aspect is already awake, but not everybody's connected to a soul, you know, or even has one. So, but not everyone, ha- it's, the, it's about enough people awakening 
through the succession of awakenings, through these waves of awakening in all sectors, now it's racially, it's financially, it's the healthcare, all through the system, there's a revealing and a, a revelation for a revolution or in an evolution. How, you know, there's an up-leveling, an updating, really, that's happening. The updating is, is taking place. I also want to speak to something else, and then I'm going to move on. But I mentioned this the other day, and I had an example of this. Is now with the, the nodal access is in Gemini, Sagittarius, North Node in Gemini, South Node in Sagittarius. These nodal access, access points, you don't have to know a lot about astrology, but if you just look that up, if you know where that's in your chart, if you just get a basic chart done, um, I think – uh, Astro Cafe, Astro Dent, there's Astro.com. There's a few places, and most probably people have it. But even knowing how it's affecting the collective, and I talked about this, it's coming through Gemini, this speaking up, this speaking the truth, this communicating, or multiple truths and realities. And with Sagittarius and the South Node, part of the access, it is about religion, updating religion, moving it out of religiosity, spirituality the higher I, five or six, nine o'clock. Um, so this, this means that a lot of people are going to be using messaging in different ways, some to uplift, some to separate. So I just want to share, I'm going to do a, a longer show on this at some point. I'm also going to do, talk about star seeds. Some people have asked me to, and that's perhaps why I have such a different opinion and I've had different, you know, experiences. Um, but I think a lot of people are awakening to wanting to know more about that or being an indigo or crystalline. And I can definitely support in that, having known that I was a starseed since, I don't know, age 8 or 11. Um, it, it, it just means, you know, the activation point really always starts with us however or whatever you came in here to do or how to be, it still is about your own personal work also and that that does make a difference. And if your way is through your art, I mean, I got to tell you, I know for a fact I could feel it. I could feel the love outweighing the fear. And there can be both. You can love something or someone and still be in fear. I don't see duality. I don't see fear as the opposite of love. I don't buy into that duality because fear is just an emotion. But in the face of fear, I definitely saw in that in lots of love. You could feel the love. We love you. We're here. We embrace you. We're, whatever, however this unfolds. You know, I almost felt it's like if you've ever been around a mentally unstable person and you're just, and you love them, maybe they're a family member or friend or maybe someone you've seen on the street and someone's coming and saying, okay, you know, or calming someone down. And I know that that changed the outcome. I think there was what Adidas. I think Adidas store, unfortunately, did get smashed and some things taken before the march began. Um, but those are criminals, looters, agitators, whatever. Um, but the element, they didn't come back in. They blocked the streets off. People peacefully marched through. And I just have a feeling it's, I just know because of what was put into that environment was love, acceptance honoring, sacredness. 
This is what people want, no matter we see you, we love you, we accept you, we see you. Like, I don't care if it's a black person, brown, Hispanic, Latino, Jewish person, a transgender person, a person that's non-binary, a, a man that likes to wear dresses and big earrings, a, a woman that likes to dress like a man, whatever, 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 someone in a wheelchair, someone perceived to be as what we would term maybe obese or overweight, someone very, very thin, someone very short, a little person, a 7'11 person, 7 feet 11, I don't know. Whatever it is, what do people want? I see you. Not only I respect, I don't just tolerate you or respect you, I honor you. You're on this path with me. I honor you. I see it as sacred. I don't maybe understand it, might not like it, but it's sacred. So that's what people really, you know, on the bottom of all this. It always goes back to that. So be just aware of where you're getting your information or what you're listening to or watching. I watched something, two videos this morning, and it hit me, and I said, I've got to share this with everyone. And it's by someone, by the way, that's been, I'm not going to say who, has been on this program as a guest. No one that you guys would know right away, and it's definitely not Paulo. So the one video was this woman, um, which some of it was true. She was, I don't know where she had an accent, so maybe South Africa. I'm not sure, maybe Nigeria, some type of different accent than American accent. And it was in Chicago, and she was saying that uh, just being basically against the protesting and saying, where are you, why aren't you here when the black person is, black, is killing the black person and saying this. And she was arguing with this uh, woman that happened to be looked Caucasian. So that's one thing. Okay. So then I, I said, oh, okay. And then he writes this long commentary how we're being manipulated and this starting a race war, which is true. There is that. That is true. There is some manipulation going on, and that's same with the bio, you know, the vaccines. That's a whole other topic we can get into later if you guys want to. Email me and let me know if you want me to cover it. Definitely covering it on other platforms. And then I listen. I said, okay, I see where you're coming from. And then I see this one video of, uh, by Pierce Brosnan, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. This Bond guy. Let me. He's attracted. Let me look at him. Like he does. He have to. He had all this art. This great art behind him. And I actually posted that video. I had the choice. And he quoted something I think by a Hopi chief about not forgetting the spiritual dimension of the crises that we're in that will help us believe and have hope and arise, but also not to forget the, you know, the humane part, the human part, the everyday part. Uh, that will help us basically be centered or grounded or not get fanatical, not get fanatical, you know. And I thought, oh, my God, here's an example of what the guys in the Oversouls were talking about. I had choice of which one. One was very divisive, even though there was truth in there, and I could pick in the truth uh, beyond the other stuff that was in there. And it got a lot of views, and also this guy gets a lot of comments because he stirs things up. But I, I, I say he doesn't really know. He's, not, he's saying he's a metaphysician and a spiritual, but he's not because that's not what we do. We don't we don't operate in in separation or duality as much as possible. We don't operate. If you're a metaphysician or a spiritualist, occultist, 
divine, you're not operating as much as you possibly humanly can on this planet in the extremes of the polarity plane. You're just not. Even when I saw what was happening, I to just try not to get into the us and them. Even that's my guides. Remember, they say, they, instead of saying good and bad, say, what's life enhancing? What's assisting in survival instead of that's good? And I've had to try to train myself on that like because it, it's so easy to slip into that's negative or positive. But negative and positive are just aspects of energy. So we're going to have to we train in so many ways. Our language, there's so much that needs up-leveling and updating. Anyway, I posted the other one, and it's a little lighter, but it had the most truth. And that's what I wanted to share with you. This is going to be one of the byproducts, fortunately, unfortunately, with this, because Gemini is also the trickster and also the con. So we can use our communication, our media, to uplift or divide. And it's very insidious. The people that put these types of videos or messages or books or whatever they are, MP3, CDs, downloads, ebooks, and then you're caught in it. I've had friends of mine get caught in it, and I'm just like, get out of there. Why are you messing around? It's stuck in this duality, extreme duality, like it's slapping you up against the wall, and now you're all confused, and you don't know what to believe. And when we don't know what to believe that's in our heart, that's coming from our higher selves, we get led astray. I did not do this blackout thing with the squares. And then I researched it first. Friends of mine, oh, I'm just doing this in solidarity. But who asked you to do this? It turned out that it was executives in, in a record company. This is the time not to mute or silence yourself. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or pink or yellow or straight or gay or bi or whatever. It's the time to speak your voice. That's the bigger picture. And if you trace in history, the silencing, the muting of people is one way to control. And then later when you read further, it was they were taking that stand to not sell themselves or their brand. Well, that's good. But I would say individuals, personal people, you need to be putting yourself out there, whether you call yourself a soul, a soul brand. The Aquarian age is about the individual coming to speaking up and rising and creating the communities that are good for individuals and a collective, not at the expense of the collective. So I know it takes a little extra time, you guys, but if you just stop and ask yourself, do I really want to do this? I didn't want to do that. And, and then for some friends of mine were, like, posting all these things that they would normally not post. And I'm like, why are you doing this? It's all just for the show or just for now. What do you think? What do you feel about this? What's going on with you? What's going on inside of you? That's what's going to change the collective. Not everybody getting in the race consciousness or that the, the, the non-life enhancing aspect of the hive mind and just changing your picture to a black square. No, celebrate who you are, your differences. This is about inclusivity, diversity. Even on a human level, because it's coming through this narrow lens, that's okay. You know, it's okay it's coming through this narrow lens, but if you're a metaphysician, a spiritualist, you're going to see beyond this lens. You're going to say, oh, now it's time for my voice to be heard in unison to help uplift, to not go along with the agenda of some company, some big company. 
because it's going to end. It's going to calm down. It's going to end. Everybody's going to go back into their little world. But if you're changed by this to say, oh, my God, I'm needed and necessary right now, my gifts, my talents, I'm going to do more of my art. I'm going to get out there more. I'm going to write that play. I'm going to reach out. Or when I, when I do my company, I'm going to make sure there's diversity there, there's inclusivity. I'm not just going to have people that look like me or believe only like me. Because I'm so connected to myself, to my soul, my true self, my soul, that I could be in the wave if it's choppy. And I don't lose myself, my true self, my soul. I don't sell my soul to try to fit in. This is not the time to fit in. This is the time to say you can be different and you're still a part of everything and everyone. You're still interconnected. You're still part of the whole even though you're different. And that is the bigger, that's the biggest message. Not to black out or square out. And there was one guy, I don't know, Little Nas is his name. He was on TV. He's a rapper. And he was against that blacking out. And I looked. I said, you know what, guys? Don't you realize how being asked to do this is so old paradigm? Because there was a time that African-American black people couldn't read or write and weren't allowed to read or write. Or women couldn't get published. Or a gay person couldn't write a book about that, about being gay. It was banned or, you know, set on fire. Or Latino or Mexican couldn't get published, couldn't, weren't taught to read and write or weren't allowed to, to learn how to read and then to write. There's power in the messaging. Remember, you all are messengers. This is, everybody's waiting for the second coming. The second coming is us. We are the messenger. There's not just one messenger or message. So right now, all of you are needed and necessary. You're, you're part of this converging flow, holding a higher vibrational frequency and ushering that higher vibrational frequency that is the new emerging consciousness of the new paradigm. That's why I started that awakenings group. It's not for me. It's, I'm hoping more people post there non-duality stuff. We don't need to know about who's controlling in the reptilian brain. All those are just stories and beliefs. We can go there, even as starseed, even though you're from another planet, beyond that, you're still from the oneness. And, and that's the new paradigm. It doesn't matter if you're saying, oh, I'm from Pleiades and I'm this and that, or I'm from Laguna Beach. You know, I'm from Encinitas. I'm from Millbrook, you know, I'm from London. Okay, that's great. But what's beyond that? That's, that's why we have these problems. Everybody's in their little neighborhoods only. That's why the internet, the internet, the internet, the ethernet, that's why connecting through the subtle energy. That's why connecting through Zoom and Skype and all these ways so we can realize we are all interconnected. It's not just about what's going on in my little yard or my house you know, my neighbors, my family, there is this greater part of us that we're constantly feeding into. We're constantly broadcasting, receiving messages and information and broadcasting it back. You are affecting, each and every one of you individually is affecting the creative unconscious and consciousness. You're feeding into the archetypal pool 
you're either contributing to an archetype that's less life enhancing, that may be flailing, failing, flailing, that may be dominating, or are you creating or feeding into an archetype, lending your energy into an archetype or a shift in the archetypal meaning to bring more awareness, more insight, more inclusivity, basically raising the vibrational frequency so it's moving less from a wounded level into a more expanded and conscious level. So please, all of you, and I keep saying this, I'm going to say it probably until you are tired of hearing it, but you are making a difference with what you're doing individually and then how you're coming with these small groups. It does change. It makes a difference. Now your next step is, you all have a next step. I talk about this on my videos on YouTube. Those of you who don't, don't know, please subscribe, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. The call, you all know what it is. What's your next level of stepping out or stepping forward or be, allowing more of your true you, allowing more of your soul expression to have more soul experience? You know what it is, and so you just need to take that step. And for some of you, it's also joining with other people. But what you're doing in consciousness is definitely helping. And when that is covered, and more people are doing that, that's when the systematic change begins. Right now we've got a lot of breakdown to break through, but there's also a building. Remember we're in the converging flow part. This is the root awakening, but we've been in the converging flow of the process, the overall soul alignment process of awakening or awakenings. Different sectors, all different sectors, different kinds of people are awakening. Yes, Becca, thank you. Everything begins and ends with consciousness. I'm going to cry. Yes. When we all know this and live it, or more people, it doesn't have to be everyone, but when more and more people live by that, what Becca said, everything begins and ends with consciousness. When we know this and more people know this and live this, when we all start living this, we can't have it both ways. We can't be saying oneness, you know, in the workshop or, you know, with our wine time or having tea with a friend, and then not see it. And then go, oh, no, 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 I guess it's, no. There still is oneness in all of this. But, you know, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I said, I choose to see the higher consciousness and speak to people at that level because that's what I see. That's the vision I see. I, I don't, and, and that's what most of these last, I guess yesterday when I was watching on the news, most of the people protesting were some version of white, Caucasian, whatever, lighter skinned. And some people were saying, oh, my God, there's hardly any black people. Well, good. That's the way it should be because on some maybe not as heinous as unfortunate that this person went through this earth angel that obviously had this mission. But that's what I want to see. I want to see the pink haired, green haired, the drag queen, the obese person, the very skinny person, Flaca, you know, Gordo Flaca, all of it, the brown, the white, the Jewish, the Asian, whatever there are, the Native American, what about, the, you know, the corporate person, the all, when we're all together looking around and going, oh, my God, there's someone that doesn't look like me but is like me walking with me, talking with me, hired me. 
married me. When we mix all together, that's what's going to be happening in this Aquarian age. Just like Becca says in the chat, it begins and ends with consciousness. Then we are understanding our differences, noticing them, but we're seeing more through a higher consciousness. All right, let me get to, I've got one person here. We've got a lot of people listening, and then we're going to get to Becca. Hello, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Lee. Um, I was calling to see um, when when you might see me possibly moving, and if so, like where? Okay, so where might be a bigger picture, but let's look at are you moving? Okay, well, you're definitely moving, even though you may not want to. Hmm. There could be some kind of culmination. It feels like things are getting a little more strained in June, which we're in June. And I want to say probably around cancer time, there seems to be Yeah, I can see. Um, yeah, I can see moving trucks. So I don't know. It could be between a month and three months. Um, I, I feel like you could leave the house and then come back. Um, and I don't know if that's just a trip, a vacation, or you're going to stay with other people, um, even with kids and coming back. There's something, I mean, you could stretch it out. It's showing till December. Um, but there are these windows. I know it's kind of vague, but because it's, it feels like it, it's on some level it's up to you. It's destiny to do that and move, and move on. But there's also the timing. I feel like something is coming to a tipping point, though, in your in your life or in the situation that may cause you to leave for a bit and then come back. You're going to hope that you're moving, like moving on, but then there's this part of you that comes back. I hope that that makes sense. Um, okay. So it could be a trip, could be traveling, something like that. And then I do see you coming back, and then whatever it is that really kind of, I don't know, wakes you up, slaps you in the face. It's kind of like your own weird awakening. I do see you looking at documents, papers. Now, I don't know if that's selling, mortgage, lease, divorce, something. There's some kind of um, – I do see somebody, an older woman, is helping you and man, and I hear you've got to go get your stuff out of there, you know, or we'll deal with this later. So there is going to be some kind of legal aspect also to what you're doing, if that makes sense. And yeah. then we'll determine this move also. And um, ultimately, I also feel that could be a, a, a sale of, of, you know, after the move. Okay. Which would be good. Okay. All right, sweetie, hang in there. Keep Thank us you. posted, okay? Okay. okay. You're welcome. All right, we have with us today for our second half of the program, which is so perfect, talking about consciousness, archetypal energy, the archetypes. We have um, Becca Kisgani, and her book is Venus and Her Lover, Trans, 
transforming myth, sexuality, and ourselves. Calling in under Skype, so I'm going to see which. Hello and welcome to the program. Oh, hi, Michelle. How are you? Um, my question is about oh, whoops, okay. either, uh, yeah, about my career job. When is that going to come? Okay. I thought you were the guest, but I'll do that real quick. Career job. Um, hold on, Becca. I see that because it's Skype. There's a lot of callers that have 11111, but I think you're the next one. What's your first name? Stacy. Yeah, on Skype, unfortunately, unless you put a Skype name, Becca, maybe you want to do that for next time, put a Skype name. If you don't have a Skype name, it just shows as 111, and maybe it just shows here. Okay, let's see. I would say July, August, there seems to be something coming up for you work-wise. I don't know if it's career, but it just definitely shows work. Remote, you yeah, know, you're, like we're doing you're making or... a bigger change. Oh, you do have a Skype name, Becca. Okay. So July, August. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does show income also. Something that you're wanting. So I'm getting uh, Venus there and Libra. So something you've put out there is definitely coming back. If it's a resume or something you're wanting to get going or getting off the ground, it does it does start in that time frame. All right, Stacey, keep oh, us posted. Okay, Becca, I think this is hello. Welcome to the program. It's Becca. Hello, do you hear me? Do you hear me? I do. Yes. I don't know why sometimes um on the switchboard it'll just say one 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 one, which is what it says for private numbers and anonymous numbers. Anyway, sorry about that. Welcome anyway, back. here I am. Very, yes, <laughs> great to have you back on the program. Um, when I saw that it was you uh, that Sadie had booked, I was like, oh, my gosh. Once again, perfect timing to what we're going through. Yeah, well, we're, we had, we've been going through it now for a while. We're definitely in a big transition. Yes, yes. And all kinds of archetypal energy is up, and people are being responding to different uh, archetypal uh, energies. I love what you put in the chat. Uh, but Becca, I want to get to that, but I want to just talk a little bit about those of you, we have always new listeners, just to um, let people get to know you a little bit more about your path and a little bit of where you're coming from and how you're helping and supporting people through the work that you do. Um, That way people can get to know you a bit more. Um, They can also go to your website, venusandherlover.com. Yeah, okay. So um, I have been on a, well, it's a, a lifelong journey of consciousness. I mean, I have gone through you know, Bible study in Christianity, and I apprenticed with a Buddhist nun and Native American shamans, medicine people, and uh, Hindu Brahmin. And so I've got, you know, a 25, 30-year yoga practice. So I, I've uh, definitely been following the spiritual path, being on the red road, finding out what's true. And mm-hmm. uh, that, so that's my whole life. And 
then when I w- was with my partner, James, who's an artist and I'm a writer, we uh, what came through us, because it wasn't a particular decision, I guess we had to make a decision to say yes, but we ended up mm-hmm. making a tantric art project, really diving mm-hmm. into man and woman and and the masculine and feminine principles and how they meet in relationship and what's happened to them. Why is there a war between mm-hmm. the sexes? Why are there gender wars right now? Uh, mm-hmm. So in that discovery, uh, meanwhile, we're creating art. He's painting erotic art of us and others. And while he's doing that, uh, you know, he's making the paintings and I'm, observing them and I start getting messages from them which then were clearly not just out of my mind so we recognized we were invoking archetypal energies that wanted to be updated that wanted to be reinvented Mm. for this time so Mm -hmm. that was our devotion for uh, a dozen years and then more years after that getting the books out my the the book you mentioned, Venus Center Lover, Transforming Myth, Sexuality, and Ourselves, is a memoir. It's the, it's the story of our adventure around the world, because we were looking in all world cultures by living there, um, like what happened to men and women? What, what's going on? And our main uh, archetypes that were just natural to us were Mars and Venus. So all of this, uh, you know, you know you're on the right path. You know that you're doing your dharma when every next thing in your life you go, oh well, that's perfect. I'm prepared for that because of you know da 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 what I've already done. And so now, uh, when this whole lockdown started, I was getting downloads. I mean, it was like uh, pretty. I couldn't sleep. I, it was. Definitely a call to action for me. I ended up making um, a live stream, uh, which was just at the very beginning of the lockdown when we didn't know a lot, but I was basically putting out my view on what was happening in this (laughs) world. And that you can find um, on the website under videos or on our YouTube channel, Yab Yum uh, Tantric Arts. Uh, so what what I'm seeing is that we are we have two timelines which are running parallel right now, and we're all being given a choice, and that's what. But it's not. Uh, it can't be an ignorant choice. That's why so much information. I don't know if anyone else is feeling like that. Got like all these videos in your queue you got to watch just to keep oh, up yeah. on the nature. It's too, yeah, the virus. We, we've talked about that. So much information yeah, you know, and, and some and, of it very erroneous, you know. Yes, yes, because we have to discern. And so yeah. all this information is being put in front of us so that we, and, and to me, the baseline question is which timeline? Do you want to live? And uh, I I talk about that in my live stream, what the different timelines look like as I perceive them and uh, the choice that I want to make. 
So You know, Beth, um, I love that you're saying this yeah. because this taps into something I was channeling that we're timeline jumping. If you could touch on that, yes. or how can people also view that? Because you're right. You, you, you can, yes, <laughs> you can, and your past, present, and a future. You know, you, people have a lot of choice right now as to what they're being activated by. And a lot of it is this information, and I feel like there's an energy that knows this. Cause, you know, it's just like if it's raining and you're putting out buckets, you know, different buckets are going to get, you know, they're going to fill up. They're going to accumulate. And so you have to decide mm-hmm. where where are you going and what are you um, aligning to. Yeah. Yeah, the Powerful. whole timeline. The timeline question is very tricky because we humans in the third density are used to linear time. And so this mm-hmm. happened before, and now this is happening now, and then that is going to happen then. We, we have a, a consequent, you know, everything happens one thing after another. This, and so it can be helpful to think of, a timeline as an energetic frequency. And so to make it simple, like there could be a frequency of victimhood and slavery, Mm -hmm. and that would have a corresponding timeline, and that's very relevant to Earth, by the way. Or there can be a frequency of uh, personal sovereignty, individuation, and liberation, And that will have a certain way of playing out. That will have a certain timeline. And those two that I mentioned are, if I were to name them, I guess those would be two names I put on them. Like, are we going to continue as victims surrendering our sovereignty to uh, leaders or forces that we don't even know? Or Mm -hmm. are we going to do the personal work to know who we are and realize that we are divine and we can uh, vibrate at that frequency. But, you know, we have to heal some wounds. We have to get out of our victimhood. We have to take charge mm-hmm. of our lives, et cetera, et cetera. And then that, what will then unfurl out in front of us will be the natural uh, vibrational match of mm-hmm. that Frequency. Yes, yes we are. Uh, we are in yes. synchronistic timing, and and luckily, well, not just luckily, I worked on it. Um, I have a lot of experience with that because, uh, and if you, if any of you choose to read the memoir, the Venus Center Lover book, uh, my partner and I learned to live more and more synchronistically to where we didn't really have to, I mean, yes, we had to make decisions. We had to say yes, but we didn't have to come up with all the options. The yeah. universe That's right. Does. It happens like that. That's true. The more synchronistically yes. you're living, a lot gets solved. <laughs> a lot just, you're responding sometimes to something, but it's, it's somehow it's lined up, Right. Yeah, because uh, it only makes sense that if, and this is why we have to do shadow work, this is why we have to clear out. The the more um, pure of our uh, awakened, 
uh, infinite divine natures that we embody, then it's just magnetism, right? I mean, mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. will be magnetized to what it is we're holding. Mm. At least that's how it's worked in my life. No, I would say as well with me. And, and, and it's, that's why I think people have to understand that's why there's multi-realities or multi-things happening, even all at once, that we can even see. And I find if people can acknowledge that, but people like to go back to the binary. You know, they want to go... I don't know if you heard my talk earlier, but I mentioned that I even mentioned this to a police officer on Abbott Kinney. I said, there's, all, there's, multi, there's multi-realities happening all at once. And she looked at me, but she responded with, yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think if people can, not to diminish one or better than others, but to some level, if you're able to choose, and I feel people have to not feel outside guilt on this, that if you're in a certain reality or having a certain expression and experience and you're called, like you were called to do your art, you had this partner, this whole thing, the whole way of living, now you're on this program, you've been doing other programs, other things, but now you're sharing this with these with people that are listening and going, oh my God, this person was living this or lives this. It's possible. And people need to now, it's not just we're at that crisis or that choice point for real. You know, it's not just kind of a, I choose this. It's like, okay, are you going, which train are you going on? This is, this is it. Cause you, this is, you're setting up the trajectory. So your life experience, Becca, now you're a- able to lead so many or help so many or show so many that this is not just a probability or something in the mind, but something that can really be lived or lived through. And, and lived through. Oh, well. and we, yes. We we are at a choice point. Uh, I mean, I don't know how old you, the listener, are, how many years of experience you've had, but like I'm in hello? my 60s, so hello, do you hear me? Yeah, now I do. It went out for just a minute. Yeah, okay. it went out for a minute. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. So, yeah, okay. for example, at my age, I'm in my 60s, and I feel so grateful. I had like decades to get my shit together. <laughs> but yeah. what I'm seeing yeah. now is it's it's like the payment has come due. We have to show up as we yeah. know, really get it together to be able to make the best decision we want. And yeah. if we don't, I mean, like say somebody is um, feels powerless and uh puts confidence in authority outside themselves, well, that's fine. You can keep doing that. But it seems that we're in a in the shifting of a 26,000-year cycle. Yeah. So that's where the timelines are splitting. So if you need to, like, dwell a little longer in giving your power away to external authority, you can. And you're probably going to have 26,000 years of lifetime to, to do it. And yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that's going to be uh, in three D. You know, the school of suffering. So mm-hmm. um, we have the choice. That's the thing that I keep telling myself 
you know, when it seems like, I mean, under this lockdown, right? It's like, whoa, depression. Yeah. I'm being forced into something now. And so I've been making conscious choices every step of the way. Like, do I agree with this? What am I willing to do? I've been doing what mm-hmm. I call um, peaceful, peaceful noncompliance. Um, mm-hmm. By not uh, putting a big spotlight on, you know, the gatherings I've been, you know, meeting people and uh, when I'm not wearing a mask and stuff like that, but uh, really just still navigating my life in the best way I can. I mean, sometimes I have to put a, on a costume to go outdoors. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the other <laughs> I was sitting at a bank the other day, and I, I said to the other people sitting socially distanced from me, I said, look, we're all dressed to rob a bank. <laughs> and, and, you know, right. I know. Nobody Talk laughed about at the bank. I know, but I thought, Becca, we're all, we're all the same. I thought about this the other day. I thought, talk about the, the two, you know, the, the bank robber, the thief. That wears the mask, the hood, and, and now we're doing that. I'm like, there's this extreme <laughs> duality coming together. We're all, you, how would you tell? We're all wearing masks. I mean, I went out the other day. I had my little, I had a cap on. I had sunglasses and a mask. And I thought, my God, Michelle, look at you. You know, you could just go, you know, get some, whatever, rob the bank. It's like now you're this, this covering up. And then I also thought of like, uh, the, what is it, the the Burka and hijab, I thought, God, you know, we resisted that in this country, and now we all have men and women who got the hijab and the burka, you know, the facial burka, yeah. you know, it's like, exactly. oh, my God. I mean, there's, there is a dehumanizing aspect about this, yeah. and this is what, yeah. it, it's important for us to be awake to the effects which are actually on purpose even though you go well they probably didn't think that a bunch of people would get depressed by not having social contact oh yes they did yeah you know, that's oh yeah part of it and the eye and, contact that's why a lot of times when i'm walking i make sure you know actually most people I, i'm like you don't wear the mask and let, you know you got to go through shopping and going and um or if somebody else has it i'll put it up but a lot of people i've noticing there's this Oh, the energetic sensor. Becca, I'm back. Yes, yes, I'm back. I'm back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, to make sure the eye contact, or if you are have the, um, you know, the sunglasses and the mask, the head up or acknowledging, because, yes, it, it's, you're, I love what you're saying. It, unfortunately, the dehumanization and teaching people not to connect becomes a you know right. even more of a byproduct to isolate. So making sure you have that keep that content. Yes, it's very important. I posted uh, quite a few posts on the Venus Center Lover Facebook page about um, 
how to, in these times, give yourself touch, because we all need human touch, and how to do things under this lockdown if for the people, most people were following the rules. So I posted a few uh, things, like one of them was, yes, what you're feeling is grief. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, many people are having a really hard time without human contact, of course. And so we have to yeah. tend to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like to mention, to, I want to talk about archetypes a minute. There's a couple archetypes that we can have in mind now, in my opinion. Um, one is Loki uh, or the mm. coyote in the Native American tradition, which is the trick. Uh-huh. Yes. Because we're, there's a lot of tricky shit going on. And yes. I'm not saying for us, us to be tricky, but to be able to take on the mindset of, of somebody, the archetype that wants to trick you so that you can learn how to discern truth from falsehood. I'm so glad and you're speaking I, of this. I'm, that's, a, that's a theme that is up with this uh, pandemic. And, uh, and like truth from falsehood, I've been doing a huge review on my beliefs about viruses. I mean, I remember when I was in yeah. college in my biology class and they introduced the, the germ theory of uh, disease. And I remember noticing that you use the word theory, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't really catch my attention until <laughs> all these years later. And I'm going, oh, wait, there must be other theories. And, oh, yes, there are. So um, mm-hmm. Dr. Zach Bush, some of you may have seen his videos, are, he talks about the terrain theory of health and disease. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's what I've been subscribing to. That's why I'm not afraid of this virus. And that, the terrain mm-hmm. theory is basically you, um, you make your own microbiome of your gut and your whole immune system so strong that all the viruses and bacteria and fungi and everything you already have in your body, no one's going to get out of balance and take the upper hand. Or your immune yes. system won't be so weak that you're going to catch, you know, whatever's uh, passing by. That's what I've been so, doing. Well, yeah. we're so on the same page, Becca, because I was, like, about a month ago, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, you know, I got up this morning, and I was thinking, Michelle, do you remember, like, this is late 80s, early 90s, and I was vegan, raw, I was doing all this stuff, and, you know, uh, and actually I'd had a, um, killed my, I had, uh, usually we'd get, like, really cold, cold hands and feet, and I did this whole uh, mega dosing of uh, Siberian ginseng, B vitamins, all, all this stuff, anyway, and it went away, never has come back. But I learned through um, the whole, my holistic health, courses this whole idea of the immune system and I remember I didn't really believe in germs like it was like if if you had a mental emotional predisposition especially emotional emotionally and then your body if your emotion if you're weakened state oh, obviously that can lower the immune system you're susceptible um, and then, it, then, then it's a convergence a confluence rather and I remember not getting sick for years even people around me had the flu, cold, 
And I'm like, oh, I'm not subscribing to this idea of germs being passed on. I'm keeping my body healthy and my mindset through meditation and emotion. And, again, I'm not saying sometimes, oops, something doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I, like you, went back to that, and I said, you know what? That actually is serving me better because at work for many years, I don't know, 20 years, and now all of a sudden now I'm nervous, and I go, I, I, I have to go back. I have, it feels better for me, more in alignment to me to balance the two. There's a balance somewhere, but I do know that the other did work for me, you know. Yes, and And it only only makes sense to strengthen the immune system. And it Um, puts it back in our hands, you know, the emotional. Like if I feel like I'm going through something emotionally or repattern, I could feel something. A lot of times I'll feel it in my throat, and I have since as a kid. I have things that I'll take, echinacea, golden seal by Zan, all, certain foods that I'll have, and boom, then it's gone. And I think if you can touch on this, because I'm sure it's somewhere in your, your history you've noticed this, this taking away from our power empowerment individually. Because I, all of us know when we're under stress or extra stress or something's going on, and we do have the power, if we know ourselves, of what activities to do or not do, what supports us, what foods support us. You know, obviously, if I'm feeling that way, I'm not going to have a glass of wine or something because that's going to lower my immune system. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, there's things that we can do or not too much sugar or maybe I sleep more. Maybe I don't push it with my, with my yeah, sleep you know, is actually uh, the top. Sleep is the top uh, immuno booster. So okay. um, this is very important what you bring up. And it fits in with the politics of what's going on. Because if we have free access to uh, organic food that's not organic food, not poisoned food, Mm -hmm. if we have access to clean air, not chemtrailed air, if we have access to clean water, uh, which we can manage that in our homes one way or another, and Mm -hmm. take care of ourselves, then we're in charge. Just like you said, oh, I feel a little low. I'm going to take some echinacea. So mm-hmm. we're able to work with ourselves, other healers, and so forth, and we're in charge of our health. If we believe that there's um, these things, these dangerous entities out in the world, viruses, bacteria, fungi, uh, you know, all the many, many things, and they do exist. But they actually exist mm-hmm. more within us than out, but just set that aside for a yeah. minute. If we think that it's a dangerous world, then we need, we have to go outside ourselves. Because, well, dangerous world corresponds to I'm not strong enough to defend myself mm-hmm. against these external dangers. I'm weak. Therefore, I have to go outside my, outside myself to the, you know, magical doctor that I believe everything he says, he or she says, to the pharmaceutical companies that are going to treat my symptoms, to uh, also I'm in living in a society that fears death, so I'm deathly afraid of c- contemplating I may lose my life. So if, if you have a society with that mindset, then all you have to do is launch the idea of a virus which is why last time mm. you and I talked, I said coronavirus, virus of the crown, of the mind. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's the virus of fear. 
And uh, I'm not saying that reality isn't a blending of those two options we've talked about. You tend your own internal uh, environment and make yourself strong versus it's a dangerous world out there and things are going to jump on you and attack you and kill you. But But the latter one plays into the hands of everything that's been happening social distancing uh forced vaccines which are in the pipeline um you know washing with antimicrobial soap 15 times a day destroying the biome you have on your hands uh you know being paranoid being close to a person which all of that plays into a political agenda that says you depend on us and we, and Big Daddy will take care of you. Mm-hmm. A lot happening too because of the independence, especially you know glo- internationally, globally, um, but especially in the United States. I mean, that was one of the agendas to knock the United States down, you know, as a peg, because it, it's it's the country that has the most entrepreneurs. A lot of people come here, you know, to get ahead. A lot of cottage mm-hmm. industry. Um, mom and pop shops, you know, going beyond yep. corporations, um, and that almost it, it coming to a screeching halt for so many. But then I also do see some somehow, you know, hook or crook working it through. The inventive mind coming through, saying we're going to help each other. You know what we're going to band together. We're going to come together. You know, unfortunately, but it. it Fortunately and unfortunately, it's causing a strain, but it is causing people to to think differently. Like not a lot of people are collapsing, like I think was thought. You know. No, I see a great awakening happening now. Yes, it's very yes. exciting. This is our chance. Yeah. This is humanity's chance, and mm-hmm. it's and we aren't just looking at a leader. It's each one of us, like what you promote in your program. Why do you call it awakenings? Because it's not just Michelle's awakening. No, it's everybody's awakening, which is in yeah. every single person's hands. And now's the time. There's no more putting it off. It's like we're at final exam time, and uh, you can't say, well, I mean, of course, you have free will. You, can, you can't say, well, I'm not ready for the exam. Well, we'll cram, <laughs> Becca, what would you suggest to people? You know, you said um, the trickster, and I've been speaking of it, too, because when I looked at, oh, I could talk to you forever. You have to come back for three. Um, this, This whole Gemini, Sagittarius axis, North Node and Gemini, South Node and Sagittarius, Gemini, the magician, it's, it's communication, it's, truth through communication, but it's also the trickster. It's Loki. It's the con artist. What helps people navigate through this? And I agree with you. I think people maybe read up on Loki, read up on the trickster, Mercury. Again, it's also the healer, but it can also be the decimator, you know. And people, I see waves. I can't, I, I'm astonished at how many people are just, people, colleagues of mine that are just swept up in the, the, Michigan, the mass, the, 
they're like, oh, we're just yeah. doing, but I ask, why are you doing this? You don't even know what, why you're posting this or doing this. You're getting caught up in this thing. Well, and one of them told me, I don't know what else to do. Well, I pulled myself right. out before thinking of any, I pulled myself out and I said, what do you really want to say? There's nothing right now. I'm not going to post. I don't really want to do anything. And I know this is just a small example. And then I thought, no, it doesn't feel right to do this square thing, the black thing. More than ever, we need our individual voice. I'm not, I, and then I researched. I thought, who's putting this together anyway? Is it an artist? Not against people, you know, corporations, but it's somebody, the head of a corporation that came up with this idea. Yeah. So how can people, yeah, so now, yeah, what are we is, some steps is, that they can do? Okay. This is, never has it been more important for every person to touch in on their inner truth. And how do you know when you're getting there? You know you're getting there yeah. because you feel high. And I'm not saying, um, and mm. it's important to be able to come to this on your own power. So meditation, dance, breath work. Um, and I'm not saying that plant medicines or other things couldn't help you. They, they, could, they could give you a glimpse of the truth. That's the great thing. But many spiritual mm-hmm. practices, especially Hinduism and Buddhism, say that we're living in Maya, we're living in illusion. Mm-hmm. So um, how can you get out of the illusion? Because by not knowing what is your own truth, then the right. daddy or whoever the outer force is can manipulate you into believing their version of the truth. So... Um, right. Obviously, any inner healing, but any practices that bring you, it could be jogging. You know, when you get in the zone and you just know, like, I know who I am. This feels good. And, of course, I'm a proponent of tantric sex. That's another way, um, mm-hmm. whether you're with yourself or with a partner or partners. Um, but whatever it is, whatever the practices are that put you in touch with yourself, that's what you need to do. And um, also... So get in that first. That's what you're saying. So before making that snap decision or going along with the herd, you're saying just take the time to, to whatever gets you in that space to then know and feel what your truth is. That's right. Because imagine if okay. the cops did that then there wouldn't be a cop with his foot on somebody's neck because he'd say, I'm not going to follow orders, whatever orders I was given, because this is not right. And if you don't know what's right, if you, if you can't tell what's right from wrong, I want to give another piece of advice. (laughs) Learn about natural law. And Mm, uh, the, the proponent, a big, vocal proponent of natural law is Mark Passio, P-A-S-S-I-O. I avoided him for a couple of years because I don't like to get yelled at. <laughs> because he's, he's somebody that gets so worked up that he yells. But I eventually got over myself and, and listened to what he had to say. And he's got such a clear incisive mind and he Mm. was 
groomed as a priest in a satanic uh, religion. And he, Mm. because he, you know, so he was, he was groomed and learned the satanic, uh, you know, practices and his own inner compass rebelled. And he said, no, I am not going to follow this. And he's so courageous. He stood up to these satanic people and said, I no longer uphold this. And not only that, I'm going to tell the truth about how you're manipulating humanity. And you know what they said to him? Go ahead. Hmm. Nobody will believe you. (laughs) Which is so true. That has been my question. Why people don't believe and they follow just, ah, I've not ever done that. You know, and it's, I even tried one time. I was in a semi, did some study in this group. Actually, it was Scientology, and but I wasn't attached, you know. And they even said to me, they said, "You're a dilettante. We, we can, you know, you're going to be problems when they give you the intake test. They said you don't believe anything." Right. I said, "That's not true." I said, "That's not true. I do, but I, you, I have to. You have to make sense. You have to prove it to me." So, Becca, do you think this is? I mean, I think this is so important. We have to even spend more time on this. But do you think that this part of the awakening, maybe this is something that needs to happen in humanity, so we don't have this or repeating of people just blindly following along, and especially when they don't know what to do, they just follow the louder voice that drowns out their own voice. Do you think that's something that's going to be shifting or changing energetically, archetypally in humanity? Yeah. Yes, I do. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to look, but one theory that kind of feels right to me is that Pachamama or Mother Earth herself is ascending Mm -hmm. from third density Mm -hmm. to fourth density. And if we want to go with her, we need to, um, third density is the, I'm by the way, kind of quoting from the law of one, the raw material. Um, Mm -hmm. third density is where we uh, in terms of consciousness we must make a choice we can we can no longer like be instinctual just instinctual like animals or we or Mm -hmm. to be manipulated by others no we have to individuate and then we have to make a choice and before we can ascend to 4d I know people talk about going to 5D, but I don't know how you can skip a step. But anyway, let's just say before we can go to the next level, um, uh-huh. we have to make a choice. And we happen to be in a place eight years after 2012. They say that the shift happened in 2012. It did happen. And, you know, 3D reality is kind of sluggish and slow and dense. So we're just catching up but now now we have to make a choice and the mm-hmm. controllers who are actually satanic uh people luciferian agenda they know that the time is up they know the ascension is happening and they want to trap yeah. as many souls here so they can continue to feed off of contracted emotions here in 3D right. as they can and it's up to us right. to escape the slaughterhouse or the feedlot or whatever you want to call it and say lot. we yeah. are not cattle. We are sovereign beings. We are divine beings with free will choice. 
and I am choosing this. And that mm-hmm. is what's before us now. That's why I recommend mm-hmm. learning natural law because it's easy when you learn natural law and it's just a few set of principles, I mean a set of a few principles, then you can clearly, you can more clearly see, is this person, mm-hmm. for example, impinging on my free will? Yes, he yeah. is. Okay. So what am I, and I think going even to do saying- about that? Is this life enhancing or non life enhancing? Because all of nature yes. always goes toward what's life enhancing. And and, right. I, and I love what you said too about is this really what I want to do? And I feel like if people we don't know what we want to do or say that pulling back. I mean, it's okay to pull back. We don't have to always reactively respond. You know, I think people have to get out of that habit, like you said, do something that brings you to that place where you know your own truth. Right, and then everything else will follow. You'll follow your heart and your mind. You'll follow the union of the heart. Well, for me, it's union of heart, mind, and tantien or, or uh, the pelvis, you know, like our integrated mm-hmm. chakra system. If we, if we are in harmony, then we are vibrating as a whole being, and we can easily make choices. Right. Because, it's because it just becomes clear. Right. Now, Becca, can you put in the chat that it, Mark, what is this past? Or I'll write it. Oh, yeah, I'll write it down for you. Okay. And because then I'll put I, it really, there. I really recommend this for people. Uh, mm-hmm. And a good entry level is um, he analyzes the movie The Matrix using oh, okay. his his view of the uh, masculine, feminine, and natural law. And so it's, the movie The Matrix becomes very um, much clearer in terms of, I, I mean, I've watched that several times and I'm always getting more information. The, the Matrix is truly a myth for our time. And Mark Passio gave uh, quite a deep analysis of it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, put that natural law, Mark Passio. Okay. In the chat, I guess some people had trouble getting in the chat, bounced out. Glad you got in, Sue. Well, we're over time. I think that if you, when you have the time, part three, and maybe we can dive more into the trickster, the Loki, um, and look at that. And help people because I do feel that more of this is coming up for people, and I think more people. I think you gave some really insightful, had wisdom, insights, and advice on this because I'm surprised how many people are getting caught up, and that seems to be that seems to be, or will be, is now, and will be more something that really trips people up because they're not used to pausing and looking within. It seems like if they say, "I don't know what to do," or "I'm confused." they're getting swept into something. Um, and I've already been right. seeing it by people that I did, that I thought were very independent thinkers. So I'm seeing how easy it is to herd people. You know, it's, it's a little kind of eye-opening, I guess. Yeah, and if people are afraid, they're very easy to manipulate. Yeah. So we, the more we stay aligned 
in our in love and uh but again with with our discernment intact you can we can mm-hmm. be loving and say no you know right because i right. i love life I, I love what you said about is this life uh, supporting or or life damaging life enhancing that yeah. life enhancing and uh, or life damaging this is this is a crucial question of, yeah. of well, my guide said, you know, our right whole language, our guides in the Oversoul said the whole languaging has to change. And I, I didn't like good and bad, but, you know, every now and then I would slip into, well, is this good or that's negative or negative behavior or positive, which is just aspects of energy. And they came, they said, you really have to start saying, is this life enhancing? Because all nature goes towards what's life enhancing. And if it's not life enhancing, or as you say now, uh, Becca, life damaging. If it's not life enhancing, then it's not in, it's not in natural. It's not it, there's not enough truth there. There's not enough resonance or coherence there. There's not enough harmonization, and it keeps it out of that binary good bad. Because as you know, what seems good now was really bad. You know, what was bad was really good. You know, we we can't go into the binary anymore, especially as that's going to be a tool used to manipulate. You know, well, for, we, we, for we can use agendas. that. To, yes, we can use that mm-hmm. to analyze: is 5G life enhancing? Is this virus? Yeah. Is this vaccine life enhancing? Is social distancing life enhancing? We can we can well, uh, use that yeah. yardstick to to make our decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, go with it. Don't knee jerk respond or react. Go within, do those practices, those things that bring you to your own personal truth. And I love that. I think that so many people are going to benefit by hearing that. Because I think people think, oh, I got to do this now. I got to respond. I got to, you know, the social, I got to react. I got to say something or I got to show up or I got to join this or join that. And they're not listening, you know. Yes. All right. Yes, I will let you know which to play again. Thank you so much. Um, we've just been so blessed to have Becca back on. Uh, Tisgani, Becca Tisgani. Um, you can go to Tigani. Venus and her Tigani. love. What is Tigani? Sigani, yeah. Sigani, Sigani, no T. Sigani. Sigani, yeah. Becca Sigani, um, venusandherlover.com. Thank you so much, for Be- uh, Becca, for being on the program, and we'll definitely have you back and dive even further. I think we're giving people enough distilling it, and um, we can go further with this. All right, Becca, much peace and light to you. Big hug. Blessings for everybody. Ciao. Choose life. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. All right, everyone, we went over. I could have talked more. Oh, my gosh. So um, let me know what you thought. Let me know what you also want to hear more about. Definitely we'll have Becca back on. I love what she was saying about looking, you know, taking, take time to go within, see what really resonates with you, to you. All right, everyone, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Uh, Join me also on Soul Insights with Michelle Mache on YouTube. Such a love and light. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.